What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to VCast, where church and culture come together. Don't forget, if you haven't already liked this uh, podcast, go ahead and subscribe or follow us if you haven't. Uh, this month, we're talking about God's design. It's called a beautiful design. And uh, we're just talking about what God created us for and how he created us, because um, it has huge implications on what we believe about ourselves. So I hope you guys enjoy. God bless you. Welcome back to VCast. We are on our second episode of our new series called Beautiful Design. And uh, man, I'm really excited because um, I believe that this is just such a timely uh, opportunity to talk about all of these things when it comes to being made in the image of God. So last week, that's what we talked about. We talked about the Omago Day. It means image of God. And we talked about what kind of implications that has on us as a society, as a church. And what we believe is really based off of the Amago day and that we value every human life um uh, that 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 um is created and we believe that every uh person is created with purpose and is created by design um and so what we're going to talk about today is actually man's purpose and design um so we're going to talk about woman's purpose and design and we're going to talk about man's purpose and design as a church um one of the things i wanted to address just real quick is um that as christians we believe in a binary system of gender like we don't believe in uh, multiple gender there's gender theory um we don't ascribe to that um which should come as no shock because we also don't ascribe to evolution um which is also uh for some say it's fact for us we believe it to just be theory that it hasn't really been truly proven that things evolve um from speed you know different from one species yeah, to, another. to another yeah um like you know apes to man we don't really see that um speciation and variation within a species yeah. at adaptation you know we, we're like all... yo you're right about that we'll give you that yeah, um, this is a whole science class right yeah. exactly yeah, so we're gonna a... draw a line yeah at that but we're also gonna draw a line in gender theory and say no no, no we believe in a binary system and you might say well that you know but we're discovering now that gender is really a spectrum well not so in scripture because god creates them male and female it says that very specifically male and female he created them um and um even jesus reiterates that in the new testament so when it has come to like this whole gender theory it's really come down to that gender roles are social constructs which we don't believe because the bible gives roles to these genders Mm -hmm. and a man biologically born a man has this gender role and this is his right right so a lot of people will say well it's just a social construct gender roles according to the bible it's not right something that is just socially constructed it's been constructed by god correct exactly and so um you know for those who maybe are dealing with uh gender identity and um you know we 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 love you we pray over you and we pray that God will uh, help you in your struggle to understand your identity because that's really what that is is it's and for some people they may say it's not really a struggle you know what I mean I it's not a struggle at all I I I am I was born in a man's body but I'm really a woman and we understand that that is not something we don't joke around about those things we don't think to take these things lightly because they affect people however we believe that that is a struggle for identity and purpose and um i believe that that um god has grace over those things and that god wants you to have the best life possible and the way he's going to do that is by showing you hey this is i created you this way and this is your purpose rather than us having to go through the process of defining ourselves so in in the binary system we have male and female we have the man and we have the woman um but um 
as far as purpose and roles go, we know it's very different um, when it comes to like just because you have the male genitalia doesn't make you a man. Little boys have that, but that doesn't mean little boys are men. Mm-hmm. The idea is that a man is a man based off of very specific principles that are outlined by the Bible. What are those principles? Let's read and talk about that. So go ahead, bro. All right. Genesis 2, 5 through 10 and 15, it says, When no bush of the field was yet in the land, and no small plant of the field had yet sprung, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the land, and there was no man to work the ground, and a mist was going up from the land and was watering the whole face of the ground. Then the Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living creature. And the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east. And there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground the Lord God made to spring up every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. A river flowed out of Eden to water the garden and there it divided and became four rivers. Verse 15. The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and keep it. Good. So here's where we're going to see God's purpose for man. Now, one of the interesting things, and I want to just preface this just in case people are like, wow, you just skipped a lot of verses there. You guys are not biblical. Um, no, um, the verses 11 through 14 are rocks and rivers. Yeah. So if you want to read about rocks and rivers, uh, it has tremendous value. I think all scriptures God breathed and has tremendous value. To today's discussion, it does not, which is yeah. why we skipped over verses 11 through 14, just yeah. in case you're wondering. <laughs> where, where it says that in verse 10, and the, there it divided and became four rivers, it's going to go over the names of the rivers, Euphrates, Jordan, mm-hmm. I think. Jordan, one of them? I'm Tigris, so. Tigris, Euphrates. Euphrates. Uh, I forget off I the top forget of my head. But all four of yo, them. But. If you've never had Four Rivers Barbecue, like Four Rivers Restaurant is amazing slaps that's why they named it four rivers it's based off the bible it's a christian organization chick-fil-a yeah wow Mm -hmm. i did not know that (laughs) yeah we gotta go there i'll show you they have like bible verses and stuff posted um anyways but that's not what we're talking talking about advertise uh we're not a sponsor but for four rivers if you want to sponsor us we're down with that um so anyways yeah let's talk about it then let's talk about man's purpose what is uh what is the what is the purpose of being a man what does that look like uh what you got for us um so when it comes to being a man um there's again i like i said in the last one how being image of god has a purpose there's a purpose for everything that we're talking about and being a man has its purpose not just being an image not just being made in the image of god but being a man in the image of god um godly men help the world progress right that that's what we do as men um, we work the fields like he was given the responsibility of working and keeping the field. It was his responsibility to sustain it, to keep it going. I um, mean, it's the same thing that we as men today yeah. also do as well. Now, it may not, it may look different. Like we're not, all of us at least are not garden keepers. Yeah. But there's a way that we all help the world progress. And um, one of the ways is that we grow into men, right? Right. Because children can't help the world progress. Um, not saying that children don't have value, but First Corinthians thirteen uh, ten through twelve talks about um, being a child, right? So when um, Paul says, um, "But when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away." When I was a child, I spoke like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. 
For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part that I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So Paul is saying that when I was a child, I acted like a child and that's normal. Right. We're all children. We'll act like children. We'll think like children. We've all done it. Mm-hmm. But there's a certain point where that shouldn't be allowed anymore. Right. Um, and I know that a lot of time when I was growing older, my parents got on my butt a lot more because they're like, Jacob, you can't be lazy anymore. Yeah. No, you got to be productive. You have to work. You have to um, start making money for yourself. You can't feed off of us anymore. You know what I mean? Um, I can't pay for your car anymore. You have to start paying for your own car. Now, this isn't necessarily in the spiritual sense, but this is what growing a man starts to become. You leave behind these childish ways and you start to work and you start to do things for yourself. You need to start being productive. You need to learn what it's like to be a man. Yeah, men were created to work hard. I mean, it's what God says. He's like, I put you in the garden to to tend to the garden. The biggest enemy of the purpose of men is laziness. Um, and it's it's insane. If you want a a book in the Bible that speaks about laziness, oh gosh, Proverbs. Yeah, Proverbs will rip they, it to you they about laziness. Rail on on lazy men, bro. I mean, think about how many Bible verses you can think of that say things like uh, a man who doesn't work doesn't deserve to eat. Proverbs also says um, to those that are lazy, um, poverty will creep up on you like a thief in the night. Mm. It's like if you're not working, you don't deserve like everything will just be taken from you you won't have anything if you're not working there's another one that says oh lazy man i think it calls him the sluggard it's like look to the ant it never stops its toil night and day it's always working that's our purpose we are meant to work and when a man doesn't work and sinks into oh i'm just gonna pursue my hobbies all day that's a hobby is a hobby. Work is work. Men were designed to work, and that's our responsibility. And it's the purpose that God has for us. He's given us everything we need to be. He's given us muscle mass and all that other stuff so that we can physically go out and work. But the biggest enemy for men is definitely laziness. Mm-hmm. But men have a lot of value, man. And that's the thing that I hate about society today. Men's value has, has diminished severely. You, you have you have women who are single women and they have children I don't need a man I don't need a I don't need a father or a husband I don't need this but men have tremendous value I, there's a there's a, a hashtag hashtag um, kaKAM kill all men there's literally a hashtag that says kill all men men are worthless in the eyes of society today they're no good lazy uh, you know, uh, horrible people. Um, but in the reality, biblically speaking, men have tremendous value, but today it's been severely affected. Um, and I'm not, do you, what, what's the reason for that? So for me, I understand. Without being sexist. Yeah, but I, yeah, so yeah, for me, I understand it because there are men who are childish, which is why women say, I don't need men like that. Boys who shave. Boys who shave. There are men who act childish, and that's why women don't want anything with men because the majority of men they run into are childish. Mm -hmm. So, and that's the thing, like I said- You can't diminish that. When Paul said it, when I became a man, I gave up childish ways. Right. Childhood is meant to be partial. Right. You're not meant to bask in it forever. It's fun. You don't have any responsibilities. I get it. Childhood is amazing. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You have nap time. You go to bed whenever you want. You just do whatever. And yeah. there are no consequences. Mm-hmm. But you have to 
stop that at one point right. and realize I have responsibilities now as of men. And a lot of men today aren't realizing that because other men aren't doing their duties to raise men. Mm. Jeez. So that's why you're seeing less and less men and in more the boys world and now. more boys because men aren't raising men. You have boys raising boys. Yeah, it's absolutely true. And it's, um, you know, God has given men unique, um, a unique design by giving them headship. Um, one of the things that I think is a, a, a bad uh, interpretation of that is to say that men are the leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, in, a, in, a, in a sense, they are given a, a role of leadership, but at the same time, it's it's not a dominating leadership like it's we've seen throughout society. It's, it's not, not condescending. Yeah. It's it's sacrificial love, giving up everything so that my wife and children can be taken care of. My family is taken care of. I pour out my life, uh, just as Paul said, every day I'm poured out as a drink offering. Um, it, he's saying I pour out my life for my family. I pour well, not Paul, but. Um, uh, we are pouring out our lives for our families, pouring out our life for our church, and pouring out our lives for society. Um, these are the three areas in which God has given us headship, but it doesn't mean that he's given us dominion. God never gave us dominion over our wives mm-hmm. to treat them like slaves or to treat them like lesser uh, humans. Um, that's why the the, the the feminist movement was so important in establishing equal rights for women. Great. That was beautiful. I think the feministic movement today is getting to a really dangerous place because I think feminism is great. But when you get to a place where feminism becomes superior to men, which I see a lot of that today, that's where things can get because now men have been devalued. And I think that that's been a big factor yeah. in that. Um, I th- There have even been like videos and you don't even have to watch videos. You can go to like my mom is the same way. She hates feminism today. She yeah. hates it. And a lot of women who were growing up in the time where women were not valued hate feminism today because it's no longer about being equal but about about devaluing men yeah which is the biggest reason why um most feminists today and even older women Mm -hmm. don't like what they're seeing today in the younger women right um but yeah yeah so that's the idea ephesians chapter 5 it tells us husbands love your wives as christ loved the church and gave himself up for her what kind of love are men meant to give sacrificial love i'm going to sacrifice everything um and so that that my my wife and my children have everything that they need um they bring provision for their family i also believe too that you know this is a like some people would say like men are the ones who are responsible for for bringing home all the the money that's not true in today's modern society. No. Um, in modern society, women can bring home money too. If a woman gets a really great position and she's making more money than her husband, bet. But that does not allow the man to be lazy though. That doesn't give the man an excuse to go, oh, I don't have to work, I can kick back, relax. My wife will be my sugar mama, I'll let her do all the work. No, you have to find something to do as well, otherwise you're never gonna fulfill your purpose. Yeah, so, um in my own life, like with my own uh, family, I've seen the role of a man from my dad. Right. Um, both of my parents have good jobs. They're, they're, you know, like they're really good jobs. But before it wasn't always like that. Um, when we lived in Massachusetts in Worcester, my dad was working three jobs and my mom was working two. And then when I was born, my mom worked one job because now she had two kids and my dad was still working three. Yeah. Right. So it's not that my mom 
was my dad was just responsible for all of it. My mom's duty, because someone needs to take care of the kids, mm-hmm. right? There, there needs to be somebody home to right. take care of the kids. So my mom needs to be home. And my dad's like, I have two kids I need to take care of. I need to work. Mm-hmm. So my dad would wake up at like, what, 3 a.m., come back home at like 12 sleep for two hours do the same thing again wow every day and then they got to a point where you know they stuck with the same business and now they've gone to a place where they don't need to work multiple jobs but my dad is still putting in crazy hours yeah to make sure that everything's good so i see the way a man is supposed to be from my father the way that he works for his family yeah um my dad when i was a kid not that I didn't see him, I saw my dad, but it was always really late at night when I was going to sleep because of how hard he was working. Right. So that's my image of a man, my dad, hardworking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, and that's the thing too, it's like there's also, you know, uh, families where, you know, uh, there is no husband, you know what I mean? The the Because the, that's the thing, like, uh, statistic, it's statistically proven that households that have mother and father, um, they have greater chances and opportunities than than single parent homes. But it doesn't mean that God isn't with the single parent. So if you're listening to this podcast, you know, say, you know what, I don't, I don't have a husband. My husband was a terrible guy, and now I'm single, and I feel like I'm doing better. Good for you, great. Yeah, that's. I think that that's honestly the grace that God gave you to parent that home and kind of give you the responsibility of both parents, which is tough. And so we thank God for all of our single mothers out there um, raising children without fathers. That's that's a very tough. Uh, there was, thing um, to do. There's a story of a uh, um, in the beginning in Genesis of the um, of a single mother, mother Hagar. Yeah, when she gets kicked out, and God was with her still. So it's not that God left her, but God said, "I'm going to take care of you, and I will bless you." Yeah, um, because she had gotten kicked out mm-hmm. of the uh, the camp. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's more that goes into play within that story, but we see that Hagar was still blessed, even though she was kicked out. Um, she was the she was uh, taken care of she was taken care by of by God, God. Yeah. yeah God gave her uh, special grace in the middle of uh, of all of that and I think that goes for all single mm-hmm. parents there's oh, a yeah, special grace for sure. given to them I, I truly believe that because I've seen some amazing young men of God who grew up without fathers but yet look at where they're at today that's a I've got one in the building right now <laughs> he was like John. yo I'm ready to chime in let's go um, but yeah it's true I mean uh, I, I don't know if John you wanted to speak to any of that but um, but yeah Sorry, I'm over here really far. <laughs> but uh, what I would say that when I was growing up, what really helped me becoming the Christian man I am today is, and I love that Jacob brought it up uh, earlier about how the reason why men today are like not growing up to be men is because they're not being led to be men because they're being led by other boys who just grew up older. But in that way, when I was, when I was first coming to Christ and I was first coming to church, what really helped me grow was other godly men who were men and who knew how to be men and teaching me the ways of how to grow up. So in the same way, I, I've become the man, the man that I am today because of other men who taught me how to be that way. So in the same way, I feel like we need that, that supervision and we need that, that provision that men provide, not boys, but men, to be able yeah. to lead, the, lead a household and to be able to, to lead the church and be able to lead in anything that we do, lead in a godly way. Yeah. And I like that you said that too, that to lead in a godly way, um, men are, men are the priests of the home. Like the spiritual temperature of your home is dictated by the husband. Um, and too many times husbands literally bank off their wives doing everything. And it's so sad. That's your responsibility. You know, um, 
it doesn't matter like i think that men complain too much about wanting everything to be equal like i want to make sure my wife does this and that. no take it up like suck it up get the responsibility you're a man your your job is to help raise your children you know how many men how many fathers i've i've seen and met that they leave raising children to women and they're completely absent even though they're there. You know how many people I've met that have grown up with mother and father in the house but don't know anything about their dad because he was never never around. Mm-hmm. He was always watching TV, drinking beer, da da da. Like I've met so many people like that. And it's sad because men have such an important role in raising their children. Mm-hmm. You're in charge of the spiritual direction of your home. So, when it comes to like the raising aspect, um I can see it again in my life. I learned how to change a tire from my dad. Right? Um, anything that goes wrong with my car and I learn about my car comes from my father. When I learned how to shave, I was taught by my brother, right? There were other men in my life who taught me how to do these things that men do when they grow up. And um, my mom played a part, obviously, in raising me. But when it came to, like, the tough stuff, learning how to be a little bit handy and to take care of either my car or my computer, all that stuff was my dad. Mm-hmm. My dad was there to teach me how to do these things. And my dad is still there to teach me how to do these things. Um, that's why, again, we shout out all the single parents because that's tough yeah, doing yeah. all that on your own. Could you yeah. imagine being a single mom trying to teach your boy how to shave his face? I Yeah, and and it's tough, man. And that's why, again, I like what John was saying was that it's not just about that. It's also about the community. We talked about that in, in the Imago Day mm-hmm. that we need to stand out for those who are, you know, less fortunate or haven't don't have that advantage of having that. That's why I'm glad we have the church body that's full of men who say, uh, you know, uh, they say like Yandu. He's like, may have been your father but he's not your daddy, <laughs> you know? And, yeah. and and I love that scene because it was really funny. Movie. I don't know if you've seen that, Guardians of the Galaxy No, too. yeah, it took me a while. I was um, like, Yondu, is Yondu. that Hebrew? I was like... <laughs> <laughs> That's the Hebrew for our father. Like, I, was like, Genesis. <laughs> I was like, where does it say Yondu in the Bible? No, oh, from Guardians of the Galaxy, of the Galaxy. Yondu, he said like, that. He's like, he may be your father, but he's not your daddy. And it's true. Like, even though you have a father, there are spiritual dads. There are men who come in. And listen, maybe you're here and your kids are out of the, out of the equation like your kids are grown up they have their own families they've moved out and you're just in church and you don't have all your kids are adults now and you're saying man what can i provide anymore or maybe you're saying i didn't even do a great job raising my kids and they're already out of the house and their lives are you know what they are and it, he's like I, I i maybe i didn't do such a good job well you still have an opportunity to be a dad to somebody you can you may not be their father but you could be their dad you know what i mean you can you can literally be a spiritual dad to people in the church who don't have that be that for somebody be a mentor be a person who builds them up spiritually speaking um because let me tell you man um the people who are going to benefit society the most are the ones who grow up in 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 a god-fearing way you treat uh, whatever teach a child in the way he should go and he'll never depart from it that's what the scriptures say. And we need more godly men to take up their role and to, to uh, operate in this headship and teaching the spiritual disciplines uh, to their children. So, Thank you guys for tuning into our podcast. I hope that you enjoyed yourself. If you did, don't forget to give us a like, a follow, subscribe, comment, and share this podcast with as many people as you know so we can get the word of God out to everyone everywhere. We love you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you guys on the next episode.